have four people that we will be baptizing, and certainly God is to be praised. So at this time, we're going to ask a person, if you would, come on in and get seated to witness the ordinance of baptism. And um, we're going to go ahead and start with the men first. So um, I'm giving Jeffrey Stevenson the privilege of assisting me in baptizing his son. Stevenson, do you believe in God? Do you want to be baptized this morning? All right. And you want to become a part of the St. Paul Church? All right. I'm going to ask that the family and friends of Isaac Stevenson, would you please stand? Sister Patricia Pierce, let the church say amen. Sister Pierce, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And do you want to be baptized and become a part of the St. Paul Church? Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And do you want to be baptized and become a part of the St. Paul Church? Amen.
Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And do you want to be baptized and become a part of St. Paul Baptist Church? Amen. Family and friends of Calvin, would you please stand? Brother Calvin Scott, based upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this morning we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We give God praise. We will start worship promptly at 10 o'clock. And uh, according to my frat brother, it's 5 till 10. Am I right? All right. So we'll start the countdown. And uh, for persons that are watching us online, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you. So we want you to connect, if you would, online. Uh, text this link to your worship uh, persons that may be watching with you and invite them to join us. Also, we would love for those that are watching us on Zoom or on telephone, send this out to your family and friends and have them to join us as well. All new persons are new disciples that will be fellowship this afternoon. We're asking that you will come and sit on either the second, third, or fourth row. All new disciples who are going to be fellowship this afternoon come and sit on the second, third, or fourth row. On my right, your left. Thank you. For the day that he has given us today, our call to worship this morning is found in Psalm chapter 9. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. 
I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Is there anybody in this house this morning that came to lift up the name of the Lord? Let's put those blessed hands together. Let's stand to our feet as we sing our congregational hymn, Love Lifted Me.
Good morning. Please be seated. We are the Scott family. <laughs> he made it just in time, just in time. Um, so I am Pierre Scott. I'm Chara Scott. I'm Pastor Scott. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. We light these candles, the candle of joyous hope of proclaimed peace and the deep and everlasting joy and the love as a sign that no matter our circumstance, we know we are not alone. Amen. We want to lighten the darkness around us, bringing beauty to the limitations that COVID-19 and other world distractions have caused. If we're honest, it is beginning to wear us down. In our homes, we decorate because it is tradition because it lifts our hearts and it gives us hope and peace and love. It makes us feel as though there is a semblance of normalcy. Our preparation is not in vain because soon God's promise to us will be fulfilled. Soon there will be joy. This morning's scripture is Matthew 1, 18 through 23. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Then verse 20, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. God, as we come on this last Sunday of Advent, we pray that right now, God, that your spirit will fill this place in a wonderful and manifested way. Emmanuel, you are with us through your omnipresence. And God, we want you to be with us in your manifested presence, your Shekinah glory. So God, as you swell up in this place in a very apparent way, we pray right now, God, that you would give these, your people, ears to hear, uh, the spirit to experience this worship experience, and God, a rhema word from on high. Show yourself strong and mighty as only you can, O oh God. Position yourself in such a special way that after those who have been in this place, they would say, I was glad to have been in service one more time. And so, God, we avail ourselves to you, and you do what you do best, and that is be God. 
It's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. And in his name, we claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say, Amen. Forget your flocks, you'll forget. 
Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. What a, what a reminder as far as the season of Advent is concerned, as far as being disciples, followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good morning, disciples of St. Paul. And good morning to those who are visiting with us online as well as in the house. We thank God for your presence. We have the wonderful, blessed privilege of, of course, introducing to our congregation four new persons who have been baptized into the family of faith. Oh, I think we can do a whole lot better than that. Amen. Amen. Anytime that there is baptism, that is really showing the true growth of the church. And so uh, we are excited, and I'm going to ask that these candidates will come uh, in front of the congregation. Alexandra Irons, uh, Patricia Pierce, Calvin Scott, and Isaac Stevenson. Let's give God praise as they come. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. We thank God for each and every one of you. So what we're getting ready to present to you are two things, two things. First of all, we're going to give you a Bible that is uh, appropriate as far as your age and stage in life. And we're going to give you a baptismal certificate that really is a signal that you now have another birthday. You've been birthed into the family of Christ. And so uh, Isaac, particularly you, uh, hit your mom and dad up for two birthdays, all right? Two. You get two this year, all right? Well, next year you get two. All right. All right. Just look at the certificate and tell them today is your new birthday. All right. Trust me on this. It's going to work. All right. <laughs> All right. So our first um, study Bible and certificate goes to you, Isaac. I don't know if we're related or not, Calvin Scott, but I'm going to give you your Bible and your certificate as well. God bless you. Patricia Pierce, this is your Bible and your certificate as well. And Sister Alexandra Irons, this is your Bible and your certificate as well. St. Paul, can we celebrate these new persons who have become part of the family of God here at St. Paul Church? Oh, we could do a whole lot better than that. Amen. Amen. You may return to your seat, and we thank God for you. And uh, we're looking forward to the Lord using your gifts and graces in this place. Amen. 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 Um, I want to do something. Um, I got a lot of stuff that I need to cover as far as today is concerned. Uh, as we move forward in our worship experience, but let me go ahead and deal with this first. This first. <sighs> Where the eagle at? Where the NCCU eagles? I'm 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 in the process of eating humble pie right now. All right, all the NCCU eagles in the house, go ahead and flap your wings. 
Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you all, you all played a splendid game on yesterday. We were outplayed, outcoached, and outhustled. And um, uh, so kudos to North Carolina Central on winning the Celebration Bowl and being the national champions as far as historically black colleges and universities are concerned. And uh, Brother Pearson called and left a message. And Brother Pearson, if you're watching, I have not listened to your message. <laughs> I, I just wasn't ready for that, man. I wasn't ready for that, Deacon Pearson. So I'll give you a call after service sometime and let you gloat as far as that's concerned. Um, but it was a wonderful, wonderful day. Now, uh, moving into something even more wonderful, we have new persons that are becoming part of the St. Paul Church through CEO. 21 people that we will be recognizing today. I'm going to ask those that are here already, would you please stand? Let's give God praise for them. All of our new disciples. Amen. Now, would you all like to come down and sit with your class as well? Amen. Tell, tell your folks, come on down and sit with your class. I don't want you. You good where you are? All right. All right. Yeah, there you go. So after church, we're going to go to the gym and give you all your certificates. Let's give God praise for all of these persons who have completed CEO. What a wonderful, blessed privilege. We are certainly delighted. And after service, um, our intake team will escort you all to the gym. And I'm going to come over and uh, we're going to have a right hand of fellowship uh, present you your pins and your certificates as far as membership is concerned. The other thing that I want to do is we also have, my sisters and brothers, graduates who have been graduating from college during the fall. And so uh, I'm going to ask either if those students, disciples are here or their parents, would you please stand so we can recognize our fall graduates? Uh, any fall graduates or any parents of those students? Amen. God bless you. 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 Um, I do know that Deacon Ted Benjamin had two students. Uh, the Latimers had uh, a student. And there may be some others that had graduates as well. And we want to recognize you. And we want to thank God for your incredible achievement. You uh, kept the faith and you did the work. And so we celebrate you and we commemorate you on this morning. As far as your fall graduate is concerned, we will do a more formal recognition during the spring. And even if you aren't here, make sure that your parents fill out the application so that we can recognize you during the, um, our regular graduation Sunday that will be taking place in June. Just want to let you all know that the office will be closing this week, uh, I believe on Wednesday. Uh, leave notices for funerals and sick and hospitalizations on our voicemail. We will still have our prayer call as far as December the 21st and 28th are concerned. Also, hear me well. We're going to have church next Sunday. Amen. 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 We, we're not doing virtual. We're going to be in church. New Year's Eve is not a church calendar function. Christmas is. Let me say that again. New Year's Eve Watch night is not a church liturgical calendar function. Christmas is. 
And Christmas is the birth. We're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if there's any time we ought to at least press our way to the house of the Lord, it is Christmas and Resurrection Sunday. So we're going to be here. We're going to be here, and I want to encourage as many of you all who can to please come. We're going to run our normal service, but we want to be in the house for Christmas worship service. We're going to do a New Year's Eve prayer service on Zoom at 1130. Check your email address for the information. We're going to send out the Zoom phone address to those who have not registered, who do not have a registered email address and who are in our database. And also during that night, we're going to recognize all those persons that have lost loved ones. So if you uh, had a death in your family, send that name in by this Tuesday uh, so that we can have the rolling screen during our memorial period and give recognition and have prayer for that. Also, we're going to have church on New Year's Day. Amen. We're going to have church on New Year's Day and we're going to have a full consecration service at 10 o'clock. We're asking everyone who can to wear white. I don't care what kind of white it is. It could be bright white, off-white, white, white. I don't care. Just wear white if you feel led to. We're going to have consecration and we're going to anoint all people that want to be anointed with oil on that Sunday. We will not have our Sunday school as far as that's concerned. And we want to encourage you to go to our website, check out uh, our marriage ministry post as far as Love Notes 2023 uh, is concerned, February the 3rd through the 5th, 2023. On that Friday, it's going to be a virtual comedy show. On Saturday, that morning, we're going to have breakfast and a half day of dynamic sessions. And then that Saturday night, we're going to have a sneakers ball for our annual Love Note dinner and dance uh, as we come back to the Ray of Hope. And so wear your finest attire and some sneakers. Amen. For an elegant evening of music and dining. I believe tickets are going to be for couples for $75. And you want to go ahead and get connected as far as that is concerned. Amen. 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 At this time, I just want to also do one more thing. I want to acknowledge all of those that work with Reverend Bernie on yesterday, as far as our toys giveaway is concerned, I'm going to ask all of those persons in some shape, form, or fashion that assisted our minister of community engagement, would you please stand at this time? Would you please stand at this time? Anybody that assisted with community engagement, would you please stand? Amen. Amen. I don't see anyone in the house, but you may be online. St. Paul, can you help me to recognize all of those that helped Reverend Bernie? On yesterday, we gave away over, I believe, 100-something bikes, and uh, we were a blessing to children and their family as far as the community is concerned. And so I want to thank you all. St. Paul, I believe we raised nearly $8,500 for Toys for Tots, and that was a blessing. Amen. As far as our community is concerned. And as we move forward in our worship experience, just want to remind you that St. Paul, we raised $55,000 to assist the Charlotte Rescue Mission in the building of their new center for men who are dealing with addiction and affliction. This past Tuesday, I signed our church's name to the last beam, steel beam that was going up. Amen. You all see that? And they did a topping out ceremony as far as that was concerned. So our name 
is etched in steel, amen, as far as that building is concerned. And it's because of your generosity, your graciousness, that we are a part of such a wonderful effort as far as that building is concerned. So do me a favor. Ain't nothing wrong with bragging on yourself when you do something good. Give yourselves a round, major round, major round of applause. Amen. Amen. We're getting ready to um, move forward as far as prayer is concerned. And uh, we have a lot of prayers that we want to bring before you. We want to lift up, um, of course, uh, Deacon Ted Pearson, who had a procedure. We want to continue to cover him and Deacon Arvell in prayer as she provides care for him. We also want to lift up uh, Dale Gregory. We want to lift up Tracy McGee. We want to lift up uh, Antavia Sanders. Uh, our pastor emeritus, Dr. Paul Drummond, and his wife, Lady Thomasina. We want to lift up the family of Ronald Bowware, uh, whose services were held yesterday at Greer Funeral Home, the husband of Disciple Bernadette Bowware. We want to lift up Marion Harvey, the mother of Disciple Marcus Harvey. Those services were held yesterday in Gatesville, North Carolina, at the Leaven Grove Missionary Baptist Church. And, of course, we lift up Kenya and Emmanuel, who are disciples here as well. The family of Sister Shirley Robinson Ginyard, the aunt of disciple Willie Robinson. Those services were yesterday. And the family of Cleon Huntley, the grandmother of disciple LaShawn Huntley Rogers. And the family of Betty Lowry, the wife of uh, disciple uh, Brother Bobby Lowry. We want to continue to flank those persons with our prayers as well as the prayer concerns that you all may have uh, at this particular time we bring those to bear and we take them before the throne of god so i'm going to ask that uh, minister ben pate will come and he will lead us to the throne of grace let us pray eternal god our father we come to you now with many concerns and we ask you, God, that as we bring our concerns to you, that you begin to lift the burden of the feeling that is in our hearts, God, that is heavy weighed on some of us today. God, we pray for those that are struggling right now, God, that are trying to find the words in this season because they are really trying to handle bereavement in a way that only, way, only the way that they can. But God, our strength, your strength is found perfect in our weakness. So God, as we are weak, God, we ask you that in our vulnerable moments that we be honest with you and give everything to you because you, God, you, God, are the one that can carry us. You are the one that can keep us. You are the one that knows every problem, God, for our sick and shut-in, God. We pray for healing on their bodies, God. We pray that you touch, heal, and deliver, God, and begin to manifest your power in their situation today. God, we thank you for everything that you do for us, God. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace, God. We thank you for your power, God. We thank you for your deliverance, God. We thank you, God, that in times when we don't know, God, you are still working out a plan for our lives. God, you always remind us that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So those that feel lonely today, God, we ask you that you begin to comfort them, God. Remind them that they're not alone. Remind them that you are there with them every step of the way. God, we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you believe that God is answering your prayer, can you give God praise at this time? 
as we let others in who are coming in to worship. Uh, at this time, we're going to prepare our hearts and minds for the opportunity to worship God through our giving. Uh, prior to that, I'm going to ask that uh, our board chair, Sister Gwendolyn Garnett, will come. St. Paul. It is the holiday season and we're excited to, uh, and I know a lot of you are probably already have started, to give gifts and recognize our pastor for just being the humble, loving spirit that he is. So if you want to give uh, a Christmas gift to Pastor Scott, there's multiple ways you can do it. On Giveify, there's a, pa a pastor's, you can, there's a, a section there. Or if you want to bring something and put it in the basket after church or an envelope whatever it is, we'll make accommodations for that as well. Our finance team uh, will make sure that at the end, after tithes and offerings first, uh, that you can put something in a basket, right, Jerry? So that'll be an option as well. Also, Lady Pierce's birthday is Christmas Day. Yeah. By the way, those are some sharp red boots. So also, <laughs> if you want to give her a gift, as some of you do, I just wanted to remind you of that as well. Lastly, if there are any board members here, see me after church. And then first Sunday of next, I mean next in January, we'll recognize new board members and celebrate those who have rolled out. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Madam Chair. And as others come in, as far as worship is concerned, here at St. Paul Church, there are three ways you can give. Well, a multiplicity of ways you can give. First of all, you can um, drop off your check or money order at the church. Um, 1401 uh, Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, or call the church office at 704-334-5309. That's cash, check, money order. You can drop that off here at the church. Make sure someone is here to receive that so we can put it in the safe for the next week's calendar. Or you can mail it, your check or money order to uh, the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. You can also give online through our website, through ACS or Church Life. You can give through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app in your smart device, download that app and to your smart device and in three clicks, uh, you can give. Amen. If you have a physical offering in the house, you can give that physical offering. There's a basket on the outer rows. And if you would, at the appropriate time, I'll tell you to get that basket, pass it down to the inner aisle. And of course, uh, you can give as far as that is concerned. Amen. Amen. So as we prepare to give, as we prepare to give, let me, something just came to my mind that I really want us to pray for as well. Now that I see you, Jerry, we want to lift up um, part of our finance team in significant prayer as well. Sister Lisa Duncan, we want to flank her with our prayers. She has been in the hospital and we want to uh, lift her up um, and bombard the throne of grace. So Lisa, if you're watching us, I want you to know we're going to be praying for you as far as your recovery is concerned as well. <clears throat> that being said, uh, however you're giving, if you would take your offer and place it in your right hand, we want to give God what's right, not what's left. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you in the act of worship through giving. God, for those that are practicing the discipline of tithing and giving offering, bless them according to your word. 
for those who may not be doing that but are giving something Lord would you enhance their faith to trust you as far as the tithe and offerings are concerned then God for those who feel like they don't have to give anything we pray that you will continue to convict them as we say in the deep south turpentine their mind to the understand they can't beat you giving no matter how hard they try take these gifts of ours oh God and bless them in a Godful way so that your word witness worship and work can go forth through the fellowship the tribe of the St. Paul Church in Jesus name we pray amen so if you would go ahead and those that are closest to the outer aisles if you would take those baskets and pass them down thank you so much thank you so much while we're receiving the Lord's offering let me take this opportunity to introduce our preacher for the morning uh, he is no stranger to the St. Paul Church, for he preached uh, one of the services during my installation, as well as he's been back several times to share. He is none other than the Reverend Dr. Jesse T. Williams, Jr., the senior pastor of the Convent Avenue Baptist Church in Harlem, New York, and he is my best friend. And I am delighted to have him to share with us as far as our worship experience is concerned. He's been at the Convent Avenue Baptist Church for, what, 15 years now? And he served 16 years at the Washington Tabernacle Baptist Church in St. Louis, Missouri. He is the, pre well, first vice president of our Lot Carey Foreign Mission Convention, and in a couple of years, he will be president. And what a blessing it is to have him to share in our worship services here. He is married to First Lady Jelaine, and he is, they are the parents of a good grown son and graduate of North Carolina A&T, whom we call the Colonel Jesse III. Uh, today we will hear from him. He will bless us in a very mighty way. He is a preacher's preacher. He is one of the most thoughtful, insightful preachers I know. And every time I sit at his feet, I learn something new that helps me along this journey called life. So I'm going to ask that you all pray for him, with him, that the Lord will use him in a mighty and incredible way. And then after I welcome our new members, we're going to go and watch the Charlotte Panthers beat up on the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> He, he's a Steelers fan, so, so uh, y'all pray for him. I got to get a win this week, y'all. I, I got to get a win this week. I mean, my alma mater lost just, I got to get a win this week. Uh, or it's going to be, it's going to be sackcloth and ashes until Christmas Day. Amen. All right. So our brother's going to bless us with song. And the next one you will hear will be that of our preacher for the hour, the Reverend Dr. Jesse T. Williams. Pray for him and with him that the Lord will use him in a mighty and incredible way.
we do apologize. So good morning, church family. We want to make sure that we recognize the pastor this morning. Uh, the chair of the board has talked to you about the Christmas gift for the pastor, for First Lady Pierre, and for Charis. So if you will, if you have anything, I have a basket. Please come, and I'll take that from you right now. And we will do it next Sunday as well on Christmas Day. Already come 
with my shades down, down with them tears from sin I cried. He took me in and he washed my sin. That's why I'm always doing for you, doing for you. If you're burdened and heavy laden, I want you to know there's room for you, there's room for you. Why would you wait? Why would you carry the burden? Jesus died. My Jesus died. He already made a way for you. Yeah, there's no reason for you to cry anymore. He's gonna stay with his long, strong hand. He'll leave and take you, wrap it, take you in love. Don't carry the burden no more. Don't carry that no more. Don't carry sin no more, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, come on to the cross, when Jesus died, I guarantee, I guarantee, he'll, he'll change your life, he will, he'll change your life, Down at the cross, where my Savior died. church say amen. How many of you know there's something special about being at the cross where Jesus is? There's something powerful about being at the cross and we thank God for the ministry and music. These brothers are singing their hearts out today. We thank God for you. And we, we do indeed reverence God who has made this day possible and blessed us to be here in the house of worship once again. Uh, certainly, I acknowledge with a great deal of love and respect and admiration my best friend as well, your pastor and his wife and my goddaughter, Cherish, and uh, for the first family that serves here. Uh, St. Paul, God must really love you a whole lot. So would you just bless God for your pastor and his family on today? Come on, we can do a little bit better than that, St. Paul. We, we, we can do a little bit better than that. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. We are so grateful to God, and I am blessed to call this man my friend and my brother and appreciate him. I can't even put it into words just how much. To all of the officers, members, guests, and friends of the St. Paul Church, and there are many friends here in the sanctuary, uh, people who I know from my previous pastorate, so many friends, don't want to start calling names, but it's good to see you all. It's good to be in the house today. Uh, I bring you greetings from the church family where I serve and our worship's going on right now virtually as well. Uh, the Convent Avenue Baptist Church, 
which is located in the city of New York in the borough of Manhattan and in the village known as Harlem, USA, where we are holding up the bloodstained banner and doing the work of our Christ on the East Coast. Say amen, somebody. Uh, thank God for them. Thank God for them. And uh, certainly blessed of God to be able to serve uh, such a wonderful, wonderful church family as well. Well, there is a word from the Lord. Uh, those of you who have your Bibles with you, turn with me in the Old Testament uh, to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. And I want to begin reading at the seventh verse. Psalm 139, verse 7. If you found it, say amen. These are the words recorded in the text. I'm reading it from the New King James Version. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Amen. This is the word of God, and it's for the people of God. The grass may wither, the flower may fade, heaven and earth may even pass away. But the word of God, it will stand forever and ever and ever. Say amen, somebody. And for a thought or a subject during this uh, moment of preaching, I want to preach from the subject, God is always there. God is always there. And I solicit your prayers that you would flank me and cover me with your prayers during the preaching moment. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, Lord, we thank you and praise you for this day, for all that we have experienced in this time of worship. We ask now, dear God, that since we've worshipped you in song and in prayer and in praise, that as we come to this moment of preaching, that you would speak to us. For, Lord, we need to hear from you. We need your word because your word is what guides us, directs us, instructs us, shows us the way that you would have for us to go. So take me, your mouthpiece, your servant, and use me in whatever way you see fit. I ask you, God, to move self out of the way and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And God, let these words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be found acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. God is always there. Have you ever noticed that when you go through things in life 
and really pay attention and see them through eyes of faith, then one of the inevitable results will be that you will begin to see God in ways that you've never seen him before. Even when you've been walking with God for a long time, and even if your relationship is one that has a great deal of depth, there's nothing like going through something that helps your faith be stretched and helps you grow and see something about God that you might not have experienced before because God's ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. And Dr. Scott, one of the things that this pandemic, and it's, it's not over yet, the pandemic's not over, but one of the things that it has taught me is that as we have gone through social distancing and mask wearing and all of the things that we have been going through, one of the amazing and awesome attributes of God that has been magnified and powerfully reaffirmed for me is that God is omnipresent. Let the church say omnipresent. In the midst of a time where we've social distanced, where we've not been able to fellowship one another, embrace one another the way that we normally would have. God has renewed within my heart and soul afresh the knowledge of him that he is an omnipresent God. That attribute of God that lets us know that God is everywhere, even in places and predicaments where we don't think he is. You see, Dr. Scott, I knew before from an intellectual and philosophical perspective that God was so big and so large that he is everywhere at the same time. But now I don't know it because I read it or heard about it. Now I know because I've experienced it for myself. Somebody help me preach up in here today. I know, I know I've experienced it myself. That God will never leave you nor forsake you. I know that in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. I know without a shadow of a doubt that thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. I know that he is a very present help in time of trouble. Is there anybody else here that knows that God will be present with you in your time of trouble? And I stand boldly today as an undeniable, irrefutable, dark-skinned, tall witness from Harlem, New York to let somebody know today that God is present in places and spaces where you least expect him to show up and even in some places where you may not want him to show up. Yes, as wild as that sounds today. We human beings have to be honest and confess. Can I keep it real with y'all for a minute? We gotta confess that there have been times in our lives when we wished God would just go away and leave us alone. Come on, somebody. Indeed, the Bible is peppered and punctuated with stories about people who not only wished God would leave them alone, but they actually had the audacity to try to hide from God. Adam and Eve hid from God in the garden. Yes, Moses hid in the wilderness after he killed the Egyptian. Yes, Saul hid from his future when he was about to become king. Elijah hid under a juniper tree when Jezebel had a hit out on him. 
Gideon hid because he feared his enemies. Jonah hid because God called him to preach. Am I in your Bible? And who can forget Jacob out in the wilderness on the run from his enemies when he had the dream about Jacob's ladder and he abruptly woke up and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I didn't even know it. And you know what, brothers and sisters? Some of us got a little Jacob and Jonah in us too. We hide from God when we don't want to face him. We hide from God when he calls us to do something we don't want to do. We hide from God when we would rather not look in the mirror and face our shortcomings. We hide from God when he interrupts our plans and dismantles our dreams. We, we don't mind giving God a little time on Sunday, but on Monday through Saturday, we engage in a classic game of hide and seek which we mistakenly think we can win. But even though we may be able to hide from each other, y'all, we can never hide from God. Do I have a witness? Our God is too big and too awesome for that. God is a circle whose center is everywhere and his circumference is nowhere. There's no place where we can go to escape the presence of God. God inhabits yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We don't have to fear tomorrow because God is already there. Our God is so awesome. He can make a phone call tomorrow and answer it yesterday. Our God is so awesome. He can mail himself a letter today and open it up and read it a hundred years ago. Our God is so awesome. That God can speak a word five minutes from now and make it come to pass five years ago. Our God is so awesome. He can hear your prayer tomorrow and send the blessing before you were born. God is so big and so omnipresent that if he started walking around the world headed east, he would meet up with himself at the first step. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. He knows our going. He knows our coming. He's incredible in all of his attributes. He's magnificent in every part of his persona. He is excellent in every action. How many of you know our God is excellent? He is excellent. He is amazing. Our God is amazing. Now, at this point, I need to clarify, clarify something, Dr. Scott, about the omnipresence of God. That is, just because God is everywhere, it doesn't mean God endorses everything. Can I talk about it? Can I, can I preach? Can I preach it like I feel it today? Yeah, yeah. God is everywhere at the same time, but that does not mean he is in agreement with everything that happens everywhere. You see, God is indeed present everywhere. He's sovereign everywhere, but he is not necessarily worshipped or acknowledged as Lord everywhere. And there are undoubtedly some places where God is present that hurt the heart of God because of the sin and rebelliousness that is prevalent in the place. See, God was present, Dr. Scott, during the January 6th insurrection. He, he was there. He was present. He was not pleased with it, but he was present. God was present when they, they tried to make a mockery of a senatorial campaign in Georgia. 
uh, that, that thank God came out the right way. Do I have any witnesses in here? I said God was present there. He wasn't pleased with it, but he was present. God was present when Brittany Griner was unjustly detained and imprisoned in Russia. Yeah, he was there. But thank God, God is also here today as she has now made it home and is back with her loved ones. God was there. God is present, but God doesn't endorse everything. But God loves us so much that he stays present in places. Hear me. He stays present in places that break his heart so that he can save us and redeem us from tragedy and trouble. Somebody just missed their shout right there. So when we approach this psalm, brothers and sisters, the psalms are the hymn book of ancient Israel. Every psalm had a melody and a tune attached to it, and I wish I knew what the tune was like for Psalm 139. But the psalms are lyrics to songs that ancient Israel were singing. No other place like the psalms can capture the pain and the experience of God's people, of what they were going through at the time, like the songs they would sing. There's something about being able to articulate human experience through the medium of singing, like these brothers did a little while ago, that brings hope and healing to the human soul. And among the many psalms attributed to David, Psalm 139 is sometimes referred to as the crown of the psalm because it deals so poetically and profoundly with lofty doctrinal principles like omnipresence and omniscience. It's woven within the rich tapestry of the biblical witness. Psalm 139 is perhaps the most direct, unapologetic description of the omnipresence of God that we have in the Bible. The psalmist clearly lets us know that it is impossible to escape the presence of God. Even when you're trying to, still can't do it. We don't escape God in life or in death, in light or in darkness. Knowing that God is omnipresent should motivate us to want to live holy lives. Knowing that God is present for every one of our actions should motivate us to act in a way that lines up with God's word. Our lives derived from God belong to God and find their true meaning in God. So God's presence is necessary for us to live and breathe and survive. Even when we think we don't want his presence, we still need his presence. And the psalm writer has apparently thought about it and he even tried a few things and has come to the serious and salient conclusion that no matter where we go, we can't run from God. And I'm wondering today, there might be somebody here today, Pastor Scott, that might be trying to run from God. And uh, if you are, this is your wake-up call for the day. The psalmist lets us know that it's good news that God is inescapable. And that the love of God is so awesome and so strong that nothing gets in between us and God no matter where we go. I'm glad to know today that God is always there. Because if God is always there, then there's always the possibility for something great and blessed to happen. And so I want to tell you about two or three things about uh, the fact that we can't run away from God and then I'll leave you alone. But the first thing I want to say, I'm glad that God is always there 
when I am on the pathway of the faithful. The pathway of the faithful. God is always there. The writer says, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. Is that in your Bible? That is when I'm on the right pathway. When I'm walking up the king's highway. When my steps are being ordered by the Lord. And I'm following his will for my life. He is undeniably there. The life that we live brings us into a closer, sweeter fellowship with God Almighty. This seems a bit obvious and redundant to say that if we ascend to the heights of heaven, uh, heavenly living, that God is there. But the ironic truth is that the danger here is that some people believe that they actually get there on their own and that they're doing God a favor by coming to church. But being faithful to God is not about your altitude or your position or your title. It's about your relationship to him. In the end result, it's about whether or not you really know him. And we have to be careful, Dr. Scott, I'm convinced, about becoming so intoxicated by our own self-righteousness that we forget that it was God that made all this possible. We can't become so drunk with churchianity that we forget that the church is the body of Christ and that it belongs to him and not us. Say amen, somebody. We have to be careful that we don't get so high off of climbing ladders of religious and ecclesiastical hierarchy that we forget that what gets Jesus' attention is when you're willing to pick up the towel and wash people's feet. The point here is that no matter how high we get in our religion, we never get beyond the presence of God and the grace that God extends. Well, secondly, I want to say to you today that I'm glad that God is always there when I am in the midst of personal failure. All right, pathway of the faithful, point number two, personal failure. Watch this. <laughs> The writer now goes to the other extreme, right? From heaven and says, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. <laughs> now here's the question, Doc. Who in their right mind would even consider making their bed in hell? Huh? What? Well, it occurred to me that in the context of this discussion, Pastor, hell is not just simply a place you go. Hell can be a situation you create. Sometimes we go to hell. <laughs> and sometimes we bring hell to ourselves. Oh, come on, somebody. Sometimes hell is self-constructed. And sometimes people are giving you hell. <laughs> Come on, y'all. But some of the hell we go through as a people now is because we failed, we messed up, we jacked it up, we didn't do the right thing. And rather than change and do something different, we just make our bed there. And when you make a bed there, that means, now I could go a whole lot of different ways on this point. When you make a bed there, it means you plan on staying a little while. And, and, and wait a minute, here it is, wait for it, wait for it. You plan on staying a little while knowing it's hell. 
<laughs> Some of y'all here, well, not in North Carolina, maybe back in uh, Missouri and New York, but you know that a situation you're in is hell. You know it is. And you're staying in it anyway. And you become so comfortable, so complacent there that you just made your bed there. Decided to hang out for the long term. There's enough hell in the world already. You don't have to lay down in a self-created hell. But here's the shout. Y'all ready? God is so gracious and so loving that when we decide to lay down in hell, he's still there. His presence, y'all missed the shout right there. His presence is ever watching and waiting, longing to rescue us from that which seeks to destroy us and devour us. I've learned to thank God for the hells he's gotten me out of. Somebody help me. Help me right about here. Come on, help me. Those of you watching, put some hearts in the chat or something. Is there anybody here that can celebrate the hells he got you out of? Even when I became dysfunctional in hell, God is a savior. He's a rescuer. He's a redeemer. He's a liberator. Thank God that my failure is not final and that God is still there. Thank God he's, he's always there in my personal failures. But then thirdly, I've held you too long already. I'm sorry, Pastor. But thirdly and finally, I want you to say I'm thankful today that God is always there in my times of perceived freedom. See, the writer here gives us a clue about how often, how we often get in trouble in life. If you notice the language of the psalm, there are two words that continue to come back around after his rhetorical question. You know what those two words are? If I. If I ascend. If I make. If I take. If I, if I, if I, if I. Is all about me, me, me. What my choices are, what I want to do, what I think in my mind, what I think it ought to be. If I, if I, if I, if I. And now the psalmist paints the hypothetical picture for us to learn from by saying, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. This is the quintessential picture of personal freedom and independence. I'll fly where I want to fly. I'm spreading my wings and going where I want to go. Here's the ultimate demonstration of freedom to take off and fly and go as far as I want to go. And how often in life do we do just that? Not caring about what God's plan or purpose for our lives may be. We just want to go and fly and do our own thing. But even then, <laughs> when we go forward, without respect to what God may be saying, we spread our wings, 
take off and fly as far as we want to go. Yes, sir. God is still there. Yes, sir. And God is not just a passive observer who is there to watch you fall on your face. No. God's hand is there to guide you, to hold you when you are out in unfamiliar territory. The point here is that no matter how far you go out on your own agenda of personal freedom, you never get beyond God's presence and grace. So there is always the hope that God will catch us when we fall and lovingly place us back on the right pathway for our lives. Have you ever flown out on your own and did your own thing? Come on, somebody, let's keep it real. Have you ever flown out on your own because it's just what you wanted to do? I surely have. And I've learned to thank God, Pastor Scott, for the times in my life when God watched me fly off and then pulled me back in. When I had flown off in my own direction, on my own, and God pulled me back in. I tell you, God is a mind regulator. Do I have a witness? And he will guide you. Am I right about it? The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will. I said he will. I said he will. Direct your pathway. The psalmist, I tell you, understands you can't get away from God. And it is the grace of God that reminds us that no matter how high we go or how low we go or how far we go or maybe we need covering or camouflage or subterfuge, he says that if I decide I need the darkness to cover me up, it still won't matter. Because God, you can see in the light and the dark just the same. Do I have a witness? I wonder, is there anybody here who is grateful that God has been with you? Even when you didn't know he was there, even when you weren't thinking about him, God was still there. Is there anybody here that knows he's a friend that will stick closer than a brother? Am I right about it? He'll be your rock in a weary land. He'll be your shelter in time of storm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. So I'm glad today and I'm happy today that my life is in his hands. And I just say every day, Lord, you've got control of me. You knew me before I was born while I was still in my mother's womb. So I'm going to praise God because I am fearfully and wonderfully made and all your works are wonderful. And if God works on you and me, that means we can be wonderful too. Keep on trusting. Keep on walking with God. Keep on being in his presence. Keep on showing the love of Jesus. 
and he will always be with you. Trust him. Believe him. Hold on to God's unchanging hand because God is always with you. Give God some praise that he's always with you. God bless you and may he keep Come on, let's give the Lord the praise that he so richly and rightfully deserved. What a word. What a word. What a, what a word. 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 There may be somebody right now in this house, in this setting. Deacons come in this house, in this setting that may be trying to run from God. Folks of old, you say he's too high, you can't go over him. He's too low, you can't go under him. He's too wide, you can't go around him. You got to come in through the door. You can't run from God. What a word that we have been challenged today. My brother, my sister, I want to give you this opportunity right now that if you're in this house to come to the saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is as Lord and Savior. Saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is as Lord and Savior. And what does that look like? It looks like you engaging your head and your heart, your mind and your spirit in prayer and confession, saying, Lord, I yield. I just need you in my life right now. I want to lead you in a short prayer, a prayer of new life, prayer of forgiveness, a prayer of a brand new start. And if this prayer connects with your spirit, I want you to make a decision for either Christ or church. If you wouldn't mind repeating after me, God, I come in the name of your son, Jesus, because I can't run from you. I need you in my life. I've messed up. I've fallen short. And I want your forgiveness right now. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe he died on a cross and I believe you raised him from the dead. And I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life so I can live for you. Thank you for the gift of your salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray this prayer. Amen. Keep those heads bowed just for a moment. Hear me and hear me well. If you prayed that prayer and you're sincere about that prayer, you meant that prayer in your head and your heart, your mind and your spirit, you want a change in your life. You want God to do a new thing in your life. You want God to be your Lord and Savior through Jesus Christ. I just want you to do me this favor and God the wonderful pleasure. Just hold up your hand right now. If that prayer was meant for you, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If that prayer was meant for you, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. You want a new walk with God, a new talk with God, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. I want you to hear me and hear me well. If you have your hand up, and you want a new life in God, would you go ahead and stand up? Come on down right now. I want to give you some information. I want to source you 
with some things that will help you in this walk. If you had your hand up, go ahead and move right now. I'm not trying to pull any switch and bait and switch on you. I want you to know that you can leave this place knowing fully that you have relationship with the God of this universe. If that's you, would you hope, would you come on down? 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 Amen. I want to be clear about something. Here's my next call. You may be here. You may be saying, listen, pastor, I know who Jesus Christ is as my Lord and Savior. I don't have a church home and I'm just bouncing around from place to place. I've come to St. Paul a few times, kind of like the vibe here. And I, I think I may want to unite with you all. We would love to have you. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. So if that's you and you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, be a part of the St. Paul Church, amen. We would love to invite you to come on down. Are these two coming or are they coming to take a seat? Y'all coming down or y'all? Really? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Face the congregation. Face the congregation. Come on. Let's give God praise. Let's, oh, we could do a lot better than that. We have another that is coming. Let's give God praise. Come on, come on, come on, St. Paul. Come on, St. Paul. Come on, St. Paul. Come on, St. Paul. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? If you're in the house, if you're in the house, I want to encourage you right now. If you're in the house, we would love for you to come on down. We would love for you to have relationship with church as well as with Christ. Are they coming down? Amen. Bring them all the way down. Bring them all the way down. God bless you. God bless you. St. Paul, come on. Let's let's cheer for them a lot louder than we would the Hornets or the Panthers. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is great and greatly to be praised. Listen, if you are watching us online, if you're watching us online, either on our Facebook or on our website i want you to type in salvation in the chat if you want a relationship with god through jesus christ when our digital minister is going to reach out to you let you know what the next steps are or if you're watching us on youtube or listening to us on the phone you can email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call the church office at 704-334-5309 leave your name and a good number where we can reach out to you by five o'clock tomorrow somebody's going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are if you're watching us and you want to unite with this church you've been baptized put connect connect in the chat on facebook or on our website or you can email us email us at connect at spbcnc.org as far as that is concerned if you're on the phone or you're watching us on youtube if you're watching us on the zoom congregation and you want to unite you can also put in the chat um, that you want to join us and somebody's going to reach out to you amen 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 say paul can you do me this favor can you give god praise for these that have come Hallelujah. So normally, we're, we're still in COVID. We're still in COVID, so let me put my mask on. Um, normally, I would love to give handshakes and, and hugs. We're still in this COVID stuff. 
So what I want to do is I want to give you all a fist bump. You all are going to follow our intake team. They're going to take you to a room, get further information, let you know what the next steps are. And as you all go out, we're going to cheer for you so loud. You're going to think you're either at the Spectrum Center or Bank of America. All right. So God bless you. 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 If you would follow. There you go. 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 Come on. Keep that. Keep it up. 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 Amen. Amen. What an incredible, what an incredible, what an incredible gift that the Lord has given us as far as those who have become a part of our church. We're getting ready to get out of here, but before we do that, um, I think that all the persons that we're supposed to be giving right hand of fellowship are in the house. I want you all to stand one more time so we can celebrate you all. These are all of our new disciples who have completed CEO, Christian Education Orientation. And so this is what I'm going to do. Um, would you come on, Marilyn? They need to see you. Uh, the lady in red. There's a whole bunch of ladies in red. Amen. Uh, this beautiful lady right here, if you all would follow her, she's going to take you to the gym for the reception. And then the rest of us, we're going to go ahead and stand for our doxology and benediction. While we're doing that, can we celebrate our preacher one more time? My God. Thank you, Dr. Jesse T. Williams, for a powerful, a powerful and impactful word. I don't think I ever preach Psalm 139 again. Uh, amen. What an incredible, what an incredible insight that you all that you've shared with us uh, this morning. As we prepare to leave from this place, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, we come and we thank you. For the word we've heard, we thank you for the gifts you have sent to us in the persons of those who are becoming a part of the tribe of St. Paul Baptist Church. We thank you for this worship experience, online and physical. But even more importantly, we thank you for you, for you are everywhere, and there is nowhere we can go where you are not. So Lord, dismiss us from this moment. But you can't dismiss us from your presence because you're always there. Keep us in your omnipotent care until we're able to come back together again in work, word, witness, or worship. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Continue to stand for our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
strong, blessed week in the Lord.